The recording has started. We are here. It's me, Ashlyn. Who else is here on this call with me? Oh, hello! It's Isabel Yu. And this is A Place Within, where this week, we're getting to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, where we trust we'll find the gospel and our need for it. So I am welcoming a dear friend, Isabel, as she just said, to be my guest this week here on A Place Within. Hopefully, y'all have been enjoying Christina and Sarah's conversations over the last couple of weeks. But Isabel, tell the people who you are. Oh, okay. Uh, my name is Isabel Yu, and I actually don't have a middle name. Fun fact. So if you're Fun wondering, fact. it's N slash A. But if I were <laughs> to have a middle name, I would have two middle names, and they would be Charlotte and Olivia. Love that. I just sing it. <laughs> and yeah, you know, Ashlyn and I have been, well, our friendship started out as focused discipleship. Um, yeah, on Ashlyn's first year. It's true. As missionary at our favorite school, University of Maryland. Go Terps! We All love right. the Terps. <laughs> and yeah, we've just, you know, been journeying together ever since. And I'm just so grateful that we're still friends. And so honored to be here. Love it. Isabel, any other fun facts about yourself? You know, I mean, like, yeah, just Can you tell bigger... fun facts about myself. Okay. <laughs> um i really oh, look no, up to you as well in, no it's not gonna be embarrassing uh in your professionalism she is a oh. project management manager blah, uh who teaches me so much when i'm like out of my depth on how to like wrangle people and processes and get them together just like little nuggets of wisdom that this woman has are amazing so she's a professional she is a catholic woman she is a young adult on mission for the lord and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we walked together yeah. while you were in college. It was so fun. Um, yeah, definitely, Isabel, you taught me it, through lived experience that giving people rides is a way to get their time. <laughs> like a lot of ministry, friendship, conversation, <laughs> action can happen in the course of a ride of fun. not that even many blocks. You know, like I would take yeah. you not that far because right. we could get we could get some real talks in. But then after you graduated. Um, and I saw you move into parish life and do mm -hmm. things that I had never done before, you know, that I had, that I thought about all the time and maybe more than you had before you did it. You know, I've been thinking about what will it look like to go out into parish life, to be a, a missionary disciple in oh, the world. Yeah. But I got to cheer for you in it and be a sounding board for you in it, but then also really like learn so much about mission and life by being still in the same area as you and getting to see you as a parishioner and going to young adult advent retreats with you and things like that oh, made that, me realize so good. that i wasn't preparing people in like a silo for some limited thing but really that mm -hmm. this is universal and it was like mm -hmm. the truths about our faith were always true so we got to just keep growing in them and i yeah a lot of how i think about that is formed in real experiences that we had together so Wow. Yeah, there's that. Honored. Wait, can I make like an asterisk thing just for because I so like <laughs> my because okay, my title per se is not project manager, and I'm just scared like people at work will come at me. <laughs> I know that was the thing where I was like, I don't want to do fun facts and like you know. Not saying that anything that we're gonna say is scandalous, but we all have just different policies and contracts and 
disclosures and things so no, i'm not gonna disclose your business bad, but i think i just want to accurately represent my role at work and so i'm actually my title is called a scrum master and that is way cooler so- than project management <laughs> but it's in the field of project management and namely agile project management and actually if you have more questions about you're like what is what is this term scrum master i actually wrote a blog post on the catholic women business shout that right out heck yeah yo i'm on a podcast i'm gonna plug yeah good (laughs) um (laughs) and and yeah so there's a pot um sorry there's a blog post um, that will be included. A link to that blog post will be included thank in you. the show notes yes. of yes, this please, podcast. Like, Perfect. Yeah, thank you. I actually, yeah, I basically just like go through a very brief overview of what that is, and, and also like a little bit tying it to how like the principles of this, you know, particular project management framework is actually, you know, incidentally, I I don't know. Like, it's not a super coincidence, but it's like, because it's obviously the founders are like secular people, but mm-hmm. the principles are actually very aligned with like teachings of the church and dignity of work and dignity mm-hmm. of people. It's all like emphasizing on, yeah, just looking at humans, people as humans, yeah. not machines. And yeah, and I'm just really grateful I get to be in this role to advocate for that in the secular workplace, you know? Uh, just an affirmation that truths are true you know yes. they resonate with people because they are true yeah like truth that, is relative, so. yeah, yeah. Mm. yes ma'am all right <laughs> well, with that um any any events of the the day the week that you want to tell me tell the people do we need That's to because i think at this point we have a precedent this on this is podcast. an event We're talking about the, the yeah okay <laughs> yeah oh, hey, what like, were you looking for Oh, I was just going to say that um, I already told you this, but I just need everyone to know that um, I'm dressed like Lara Jean Covey today because on the day oh. that we are recording this, okay, the so final okay. segment of To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which I am not too old for, um, <laughs> is coming out. I'm really excited to eat pizza, drink wine, and watch it with oh. my roommates. <laughs> yeah, so. I really do love her fashion in it. And so I really think you embody it very well, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Um, Wait, can I just I also have to admire yourself? your blanket scarf. What? Oh, yeah, please. What did you say? Get in there. Um, I was saying, okay, so, like, this is, like, the third movie iteration of the whole series, right? And so, right. obviously, I caught the second one, too. Um, and just personally, as someone who's, like, my age now watching it and having her so okay spoiler slash i don't know it was post it was published in the trailer anyway like she had to choose between two boys actually and the whole time i was thinking how the other guy john ambrose was like way better way more compatible with her you know they were friends they were friends it's true on friendship okay so like i just know but the thing is, yeah, like, because it's like a high schooler, high school girl, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, when we were in high school, obviously, we would go for like the sporty, like tall person. But like thinking back, but yeah, when Laura Jean is like 30, and looking back, she's gonna be like, wow, the one that got Did I mess up? Lady Perry. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, if we're gonna have a, a trio of 
teenager movies the first one has to be that like nerdy shy girl gets the hot guy you know and then the second one is going to be the love triangle and the third one's going to be the school triangle like that's just that's the formula like am i going to choose you am i going to choose school that's those are the those are the plots that i feel like people are working with at this point they're doing all of them um with just, with good fashion yeah um yeah the first one in like, my opinion is just the best the second yes. one for us, like he he's got a great maturity level i think that they have a lot of nostalgia and uh, a line that i got from a movie called this is a great movie actually it's called simon and the search for happiness no it's hector and the search for happiness starring simon Pegg, and it's a little bit like secret life of walter mitty but it's just like a little bit lighter and more british is just like a happier kind of spin on that same sort of idea where a man is trying to like understand purpose and there's a line from the movie called nostalgia is not what it used to be and i think that lara jean and john ambrose live in a place of nostalgia they have like a mutual appreciation for each other i don't think that's ever minimized but as far as like allowing herself to be known who she is and the things that are important to her he's interested but peter already knows those things and they have shared those experiences i'm making a way bigger deal out of this well, than I can do. Like, it started off as, well no i was thinking like yes he knows who she is now but i'm just mm-hmm. thinking like the i guess just like overall like they're backgrounds and what they were involved in their interests Mm -hmm. their interests um yeah just don't align and i thought that her and john ambrose's interests do and very interesting that you bring up interests because oh (laughs) no but if you feel free we're gonna continue to loop this in but actually that was what we were hoping to talk about today was just like our hobbies and our interests and i actually i'm interested to hear the rest of your point because like is that the is that the main point of accountability i think we could get into that is a main point of accountability like romantic compatibility based on shared interests in some ways yes but to what extent i would love to hear we do you don't have to answer right now yeah i don't i mean i obviously it's not the end all be all and everyone has different priorities on what they're looking for but i think this is just me watching that movie and feeling like yeah you know if everything's built on friendships and Mm -hmm. they've had like a long-standing friendship and obviously they were distant and then like in high school everything's different he's so good at playing the piano and has such a nice smile that's the thing it's even beyond the like looks i'm just kind of talking about like they love model un they're they love like being i don't know just like intellectually challenged um I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, just like her older would appreciate. I don't know. Like, I see. Okay. I think John Ambrose is like someone you can like settle down and like Mm -hmm. be. And then Peter is like, yeah. Peter's like, yes, look at, just look at this, you know, arm candy. Like, (laughs) I don't even know. I don't want to objective, objectivize men, but, um, like, (laughs) I don't know, just, like, in high school, like, that is the dream, and I get it, you know? But I think when it comes down to it, like, I think part of it is kind of, like, about that search for, like, acceptance, and Mm -hmm. I think, like, I don't know, like... When you're in high school, you don't know what actual love is. So, so I think that's, that is. That's, my, that's, that's huge. I love you. It's like, can we chill? It's like, listen. I think no. Okay, I think in high school, like that's a great memory, and that's good. And I think she'll cherish it forever. But it's like, yeah, when Lara Jean is like thirty, she's not going. Like they're not going to be together. They're not going to last. And I'm sorry to all the like 
fans are <laughs> shipping them. I really, I'm really just like, this is just what I was thinking of I love when it. I was watching the movie. I really didn't think that we were going to get this deep into it <laughs> either, but I'm not mad about it. It's like, if I want a version of the movie where there's an older sister than Margot, Isabel. Isabel, Margot, Lara Jean, Kitty. That, that works. And Isabel can be like, listen, you're going to, he's going to be the one that got away yes yeah and i hope i hope maybe like down the road after they her and peter split like they can get back together because i really think that they are yeah just like very compatible and it's like if you want something that's long lasting you know and i'm not saying shared interests i love it i I hope that that we get to find out what happened to johnny ambrose i still haven't seen the movie so maybe they'll maybe you'll be right <laughs> Wait, you haven't seen the second one? No, I've seen the second one. I haven't seen the third one yet. Oh yeah. How? Well, John Ambrose is not gonna come. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that. it's a flash forward into thirty years in the future, and she is with John Ambrose. All that oh, to say. Oh my gosh. Um. Anyway, <laughs> what? I love it. <laughs> Again, I just I'm just excited for all of our people love- to hear. The insight, no, but- the thoughtfulness at which you experience things, Isabel. I really no, because I, I was kind of shook that you are team. Because <laughs> I'm like Ashlyn, <laughs> what? <laughs> I might tell you why later. Um, oh no, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. like I was saying, with with shared interests, I'm not even trying to reroute us. I just I am excited because okay, well, backstory for the family. Much. Backstory for the family is that Isabel and I were having a wonderful conversation not too long ago uh, about quarantine, just catching up, um, but able to go a little bit deeper than just the, yeah, it's hard, the new normal, which sometimes that's all you have time to say, you know? Like, I, I, I'm i not even going to apologize it's for saying stuff like that sometimes. <laughs> right? Yeah, at a, at a certain point, like, that's just all I've got to say. But no, you have there have been... Re- there have been cool things that have happened that i've learned that i've become interested in in quarantine i think that that's yeah kind of across the board a lot of people are discovering new interests um Mm -hmm. so we were talking about that we wanted to talk about it a little bit more because we're like wait a minute you know like yeah what about the interests of things that i do know that i like to do and i can't do anymore so um yeah Yeah. to bring us this question of like actually like hobbies like what are they and what are they good for so hobbies what are they let's start with that that's the In thing. I kept I kept going back and forth because like if we're talking about hobbies as something you like to do and it's something that you do often and yeah and you and it's like outside of I guess like you know work or like how you make mm-hmm. a living or um yeah just like leisure personal mm-hmm. life you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're talking about that, then, like, napping can be a hobby. And, you know, like, uh, doing karaoke by yourself can be a hobby. Singing in the shower can be a hobby. Um, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but if we're talking about hobby as, like, something that's creative, like, and in terms of, like, not just artsy, but something that you produce in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, when people are like, oh, yeah, sourdough bread or, like, (laughs) cooking baking drawing puzzle like doing puzzles Mm -hmm. you know or photography but then it's like I almost think like you know when we're going down that direction it almost sounds like you have to sort of master it like it's there's Mm -hmm. a semi kind of artisanship about it so it's like 
if you're like, yeah, I just, I like taking pictures, you know, is, can you say photography is your hobby, you know? Mm, okay. So there's like an element I think of, there's ways to go about this, you know? Yeah. And depending is on it just interests or ways that you like to spend your time or is it something that you're using to develop yourself? I th- and I think a lot of hobbies do make a product. I personally don't think that the product is the point of the hobby. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that people who are like who bake as a hobby make it because they need more bread right the the bread is like a a benefit but learning how to make the bread appreciating the the process and and growing i think that that was such a good point that you made that i wasn't really thinking about that a hobby is seeking some sort of progression or development um right so do you you want to get better at it but i think that it just depends on how you're thinking about something like i think that if i'm just sitting here in my house for the 11th month in a row thinking I ought to be doing this um then that can just take us out of the the essentials of the thing um that probably hobbies are celebrated and good because there's something within us as people that are just growing right like I think I wasn't thinking about that like progression of getting better at something or just like allowing ourselves opportunities to learn something new and become better at it. And that happens in lots of different ways. But to be able to do it without the pressure of it being your job or to take care of your livelihood or to care for another person, but just for fun, I think it teaches me how to learn better. But I think that I could have that disposition towards singing or maybe not napping, but like, could I become a better napper? I don't know. You know, like are the things that I do for fun? How does that differentiate it from a hobby? What do you think? I like had thoughts when you were talking and now I'm kind of, because I think there's also an element of uh, like using hobbies as something to like add to your personality. At least that's what I observe in the world. I don't know if that's something I super agree with, but I think like, you know, when you, when you think about, you know, when people are introducing themselves or, you know, in an interview or Mm -hmm. like when you like go on a date or something and like the first time you meet someone, people are always like, oh yeah, what do you do in your spare time? And like, Mm -hmm. what are your hobbies and interests? And it's like, even when you fill out like all these forms, like, you know, they also have that. And I just... I also see, yeah, like, I guess this is where we can transition to the kind of, like, the pressure element of it, of, like, I I think I I see, like, and I also see this in myself, too, the temptation to, like, want to take up a hobby just Mm -hmm. to, like, you know, have some kind of edge about you. Yeah. I just, but yeah, when, when that's kind of the intent, then I feel like it's kind of defeating the purpose. Mm -hmm. um but then it makes people who just truly I don't know don't don't have like lasting interest about something um yeah like I think those people like you know might feel less um less valued Mm -hmm. because they're like like, less interesting because what the question that I had to like try to get into the heart of it but I don't think that's necessarily the important part of like what is a hobby you know it's like yeah why do we do them and like how attached do we need to have do we need to be to them because like if this is a good that I'm celebrating that I'm excited about that's awesome but if it's this like guilt that I feel or yeah something that puts me down I'm like oh why is that and one of the questions that I'm curious about is like why do I ask people what their hobbies are what do I want to know um yeah I mean do you find yourself asking other people that question um 
I think if other people are asking that, that yeah. like, I kind of read the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually, well, I don't even know what I say. <laughs> I just say, like, oh, yeah, how's everything? Like, what do you like? Oh, maybe I do say that. Maybe I say, like, what do you like to do? Or, like, mm-hmm. or, yeah, that's what I think people also say, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, yeah. When, yeah, even at the beginning of this podcast, when you were asking me, like, oh, any fun facts? It's, like, a lot of people just default to, like, hobbies or, like, mm-hmm. I think... Okay, not to, like, even complicate things even more, but just... We're really throwing it all in the pot, and I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, but that's how we that's how we talk, though. That is we totally just, how we talk. I love that. Yeah, we, like, pow on each other, and then we're like, what is this massive sandwich that we can't eat? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was going to say, to bring in the perspective of, like, the pandemic, especially um i think there are like people who just naturally like develop hobbies during the pandemic but then there are also other people who like maybe really are going through like a really rough time Mm -hmm. but then they feel pressured to like have to have a hobby so they can show people that they're actually coping with it really well because Mm -hmm. um after a while it becomes old to say dang like i still don't want to get out of bed or like i i still can't I just still don't like this. I'm still Mm -hmm. not used to it. And, like, obviously no one likes this, but it's, like, you know what I mean? There's, like, different degrees of, like, coping and being okay. And I just feel like, at least in the the sense of, like, the time – the yeah the times that we are living in now i just think we are like i don't know like i just think that um the groups of people who are still like hoping and and you know i have like those moments too Mm -hmm. and then it just i don't know that just like doesn't make um yeah people feel like included slash like it doesn't really help you know doesn't really help with you know coping with hard times yeah or there there are hobbies that now I feel like I've said the word hobby so many times it doesn't even make sense but like things that how do I want to spend my life you know like um Mm. I'm I'm like changing right now so that's kind of fun and weird but so much of how I spent my time for so many years of my life is entirely enmeshed in social situations and I did that because there was like some necessity there there was like something that I was seeking those social situations um to create contacts with with college students to be able to accompany them and help introduce them to the person of Jesus Christ um or to get membership for capital to sorority or you know like whatever there were like reasons why i was engaged in all those social things but i think what attracted to me me to those kinds of groups or organizations was a genuine desire and interest that i had not in like a i'm gonna sit down and learn about people i wasn't thinking about it that concretely but i think that that same motivation of why i would want to learn how to bake bread was there in making a new friend right like there's something that I don't know and I desire to discover and that through this like repeated activity, it sounds so methodical, but like through this repeated activity, I come to discover it more deeply. And in that discovery, I experienced this beautiful human experience of just being in awe and in wonder of whatever it is of, you know, something that I'm wood burning or um, bread. And I think oftentimes when we're trying to list hobbies, we think of those things that produce a material, you know, or something, an activity that we do. But I think that like being social and meeting people and talking with people brings about that same human experience of awe and wonder. And you said leisure earlier. I hadn't really connected to this, but in Catholic conversation, Catholic thought about leisure, this is opportunity to not work is good and work is blessed by God, but a higher faculty is to rest with him 
and like mm-hmm. God created and then rested on the seventh day to just be um, is a good because what it actually leads to is awe and wonder. And I didn't really think about that when we were thinking about hobbies. Yeah. Um, I was going to say like, to your, okay, wait, you were talking about, <laughs> not like, oh, okay. So you were talking about how you've changed, right? From mm-hmm. socializing and kind of like, so, so right. So like, would socializing count as a hobby? Because that's how I was too before yeah. the pandemic. And when the pandemic hit slash still now, I'm kind of at a loss of, mm-hmm. yeah, like, well, it's like, like identity, but you know, like kind of similar. Just like, oh well, what do I do with my time now? And then, and yeah, and then kind of like, uh-huh. is hobbies meant to just fill your time? Like, you I know? almost think I wonder if like progression is a little bit like I have this time. How do I use my time? <laughs> and then we use our time, and sometimes we feel like we use it well. I know that there are times where I waste it, but it's like we're filling our time. And then we're talking with our people about how we're filling our time. And then there's potentially a pressure that could come in at that point where it's like, is the way that I'm filling my time interesting enough? Is it, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it's like, if we're looking, yeah. And if I've been living in that cycle Mm -hmm. without really stepping back and considering it for a while, then this pressure that I'm feeling, this social pressure, this guilt or whatever, it's combined with all these other things now becomes potentially like this voice. It's like, you're supposed to have hobbies. When really Mm -hmm. the whole point of the conversation was never like, hey, in order to get your adult card punched, you have to have X hobbies. You know, it it makes me think, did you see that movie Soul? No, The the new Disney Pixar movie? Okay. I don't want to talk about it. There was this. Yeah, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but basically in the premise, there are these little people who are like created, but pre-living. Um who are trying to find out what their purpose is and so they're like in this like oh cute different reality or like different dimension and they're trying all these different things and they have these little like punch cards to fill in <laughs> and then they get sent to earth when their little punch card is all filled in right. and I, like how often do we feel that way and it's like art reflects yeah. truth like i think that very much what we experience sometimes of like am i good enough do i have hobbies was never even the point of the hobby in the first place the point i think what we were seeking was that leisure at least to awe Mm. wait so do you think socializing is leisure i think it can be i think it depends i think so yeah like yeah it's the intention exactly what you just said the intention and the motivation behind something determines what it is when it comes to like activity or immaterial things yeah so if you were in a, a no pressure situation where you didn't have to impress anyone yeah and it didn't matter you didn't have to even try to figure out what they're talking about. You just said, what are your hobbies or what are you interested in? Like, what would you want to tell them? Oh, if it's a no pressure situation. Yeah. I don't know how I, I think I'm That's always like, I, I am always trying to doctor up my answer to this question based off of what I think that that person wants to hear. And I never really noticed that about myself until now. Thinking about mm-hmm. myself in this scenario. I'm like, do I actually yeah, tell people what I'm interested in or do I tell them what I think that they'll be interested in that I'm interested in? <laughs> it's like so many yeah, but, no, no, but i think it's very it's so real it's so real and i definitely relate and i think i do something similar but instead of like to the individual i kind of like if we're like sitting in a group or something and if people are saying their hobbies then i'll say something that's along the lines of what they're saying mm-hmm. yeah and it depends on what group i'm in too you know mm-hmm. and i think it's just like 
you know, we've been very just like conditioned to like mm-hmm. almost do that, like not thinking. And I've been yeah. trying to like unlearn that, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, like we have to be whole persons. When did you like, feel like you started to notice that? Like, oh, the I like, identify, yeah, maybe. Hmm. Maybe college, like early slash, well, like all of college, basically. And I think, depending, like, I think that, like, yeah, based on what has happened in your life, and and it's like the frequency changed, but I don't think it ever went away. Like mm-hmm. at work, I was still, yeah, even just um, two days ago, like we had a new person on the team, and so everyone was doing their introductions and. Yeah, I literally did what I just talked about, how I kind of observe what people say their fun facts were. And then I try to say Mm -hmm. something really similar to it. And honestly, half the time, like, I get very stumped at Mm -hmm. fun facts. And I just don't know where to (laughs) That's so relatable. Like, this, in this beginning of the podcast, like, okay, I can say my name, but what do the people want to know, you know? Right. I think that that also tells to the way that you desire to like anticipate people's needs. Yeah, that can go too far to like, now I feel like I'm fabricating myself or creating myself to be what people want. But behind Mm -hmm. that, there's like such a beautiful intention of like, that's true. Yeah, like we're made to be gift. And so it's like, how can I I give myself as a gift? Oh my gosh, girl, I was before doing this, I was just listening to like the Sisters of Life podcast. Mm and they were talking exactly about this they're like how can you be a gift to others and how can you see other people as a gift to you and yeah i literally now i like make a point to like listen to their podcast every day because i'm like i need this like reassuring mm-hmm. like sisterly motherly voice to just like really it's so calming anyway sorry tangent no i love it <laughs> it's beautiful it's just like <coughs> oh my god excuse me i just like choke on my spit <laughs> <laughs> you know it happens Typical it thing. happens yeah is that a hobby i don't know yeah, yeah. i, I what do i do for fun when they crazy <laughs> to just troll so hard so yeah like i watch a lot of youtube and i choke on my spit um yeah. and i dress like large and come yeah, every like, once in a while i like, think what is that right like in a no pressure situation well and would you say that but at the same time i don't think that's representative of who we are right times and i think that's another thing it's like oh sorry being like a whole person and so when you're trying to tailor your messages to people it's like half of you you're only sharing with them like a quarter of you right well and it's like hmm, i'm thinking about a lot of things so (laughs) if we get to some basic principles of because when we don't do that to like simplify anything it's just to have freedom because there are real goods here that then get compromised by pressure um that comes externally that comes internally and it's like if i know that i'm made to be a gift and i'm being asked to share a fun fact about myself it's because at some level it is it is the desire of this group of people to know something about me because they want to know me you know um and it's become sort of a norm and a routine in a lot of ways but i think at its heart like asking a fun fact or asking that question of what do you do or who are you is yeah trying to like piece by piece receive that information of who is this person who is a gift to the world um to me right now and to the world how can i come to know them and i think it's so beautiful to like i need to recognize that i don't have to reveal everything all at once you know but it's like what is one little thing that I can give because this person desires to know me. Like, how can how can I give 
this information of myself, not to impress them or to please them, but to just represent who I am to them. Mm. Um, and oh. Oh, oh, go ahead. how can I maintain when I'm hearing that information from others? Because I just, I get like deductive really quick where I might hear that so-and-so is interested in such and such. And then I just like write this whole story about so-and-so in my brain combined with right. like the way that they look and all this kind of stuff. So if I can maintain yeah. and cultivate in myself, yeah, rather than like a disposition to figure it out, but a, like a healthy, holy curiosity about like, okay, now I know that thing about that person. I wonder what else there is to know rather than trying to finish the story for myself. Mm -hmm. um, I think I do that and I would like to do it a little differently. Yeah, because I just, even even as you were mentioning that, um, and it made me think back to, yeah, like when we were in the car sharing our stories or just whenever and we're talking. And mm -hmm. I think like several years later when I was like no longer a student, it just like really occurred to me like, wait, I don't know like this much stuff. It's like, I just felt like I didn't like know you mm -hmm. as much as I thought I should or something because... Yeah, and then and then I remember one time we like had that discussion, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Wait, what is?" And then I just started like asking questions <laughs> about all that because I'm like, I have no idea. And it's like, and I feel like because you know, and obviously you know, part of your role at the time was like a missionary, so it's like you have you're just like trying to be there. So it's mm -hmm. like you know my whole life story, <laughs> but I felt like I knew like one year of your life, you know, and. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I remember you also saying like, yeah, just exactly what you said about making up the story about the other person and then just, yeah, kind of filling in the blanks. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's so real. And But even just like when you talked about sharing one fact about yourself that other people want to learn more, like how do you know which one to share? <laughs> <laughs> and I think sometimes you just got to let it fly. Like, I don't know, like, yeah. Well, first of all, I will say that it was such a cool experience, those times um, in life, in friendship, especially like living a life in active ministry when someone like, mm -hmm. I don't think I ever sat around waiting for you to ask me questions about myself. But then like when it happened, it was like, oh, like this is cool. You know, like I'm being inquired about. I, I think about a time where it was very sobering. <laughs> uh, Christina wow. sat me down, basically. I was over oh. at her apartment. And we were hanging out, going to have a sleepover. And she sat me down and was like, listen, like you talk about authentic friendship. You talk about we're doing this yes. because we're real friends. Like, okay, who are you? You know, I tell you everything about me. Who are you? Yeah. And Wait, how come I feel like I've heard this before? I, I think I probably told you it. Um, <laughs> so that's amazing. And sometimes revelation comes as a surprise, you know, like mm -hmm. this has been revealed. This happens with God. You know, yeah. and sometimes it, it comes as a request. I think, you know, God is showing himself to Moses, but Moses also has to ask, who are you? And then God answers him his name, you know, that in, in the way that God has revealed himself to mankind. Like it's only when people ask. It's not only when people ask, but that there is a power in asking. But yeah. I was thinking about hobbies as well and, and leisure. You know, we've said yeah. hobbies. I think that we can see that hobbies contribute to leisure and leisure is a good we've talked mm -hmm. about that but i think mm -hmm. that in that good there's there's self-discovery that happens we we can expect that like how do i introduce myself to other people i know in some ways but actually to the extent that i i come to know myself 
I can become even more generous in the way that I share myself with other people um, because you can't give something that you don't possess. And so as we explore our interests, it doesn't have to, I don't have to be thinking every single time I'm like, you know, listening to an audio book and like making dumplings. That's my new hobby. Um, it is so is fun. It's so repetitive. Yeah. I've like been into making dumplings. Yes? Yeah. What kind of dumplings? Like gyoza. No way. Yeah. There's this cute video on YouTube that I watched and I was like, I think I could do that. Um, I'm blown right now. My mom went through a dumpling making phase. And so I, there was this there was this time in eighth grade where she like made me invite my friends over <laughs> and teach them how to make dumplings. I can't wait to do that. Friends, um, still makes dumplings. But anyway, I love no, it. It's, it's yeah. so fun to do on like a Saturday or Sunday. But the thing is that you do, you have to get a bunch of people to come eat them because you've just like poured <laughs> yeah. your heart into these and I mean, they're not going to keep around forever you can freeze them i need to do it sometimes i just get excited and i just want to share them um but so it's not like i'm like okay in order to do this well or to get the most out of it i need to be thinking yeah. who are you right now but just naturally yeah. those things start to happen when you're standing there and doing something repetitive you're like what do i think you know i can, <laughs> I can do this or like isn't it amazing that if you pour a tablespoon of water in and then you stir the meat in the same direction and then it's absorbed and then you put another one in the texture of the meat totally changes and oh, it's yeah. just better so anyway that's do you fry your dumplings or steam them i did pan fried for the first several times i made them and then i just got a steamer not a real one just like a little basket steamer oh my gosh look um, at you. Is this and the like steam was good you're like yo all these things <laughs> <laughs> i actually brought you wow i just got really loud sorry if that broke your ears everyone um i welcomed you on this podcast today to flex on you that i can make dumplings oh my and gosh. to really just impress you because i that's what i wanted wait see okay wait 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 i think we've come full circle <laughs> <laughs> i love it when that happens actually rolling on the floor laughing if you guys were wondering she just literally r-o-f-f r-o-f-l rotful no you forgot the t yeah i totally did uh embarrassing that's not anyway wait yeah how do we come full circle because you were talking about how you came on here and you shared about your dumpling. Uh, do we want to use the term hobby? Let's just, just do it. Let's just yeah, your dumpling it. making hobby that you started and you said that you specifically reserved it to come and share this with me because you knew that it would be something that I would be interested in. And, well, and now I feel kind of yeah. guilty because I wouldn't say that I was waiting to say the dumpling thing just for you. It just is true. Um, <laughs> but both in like sharing with other people, I think sometimes I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's a difference between like being private and being secretive. I think it's also okay um, to have like the go-to things that you like to share with other people and other things that are just like, Oh yeah, for a different context. Uh, I'm not saying the dumplings are secret or anything like that, but I also think it's so fun that even if I didn't, sometimes I just get the ingredients and I make them because I want to, you know. And in that process of doing it, I wasn't planning on sharing it with anyone else. But there's something about that activity that, like, once you see them, you're like, I have to give these to people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like I can't just keep these for myself. I want other people to have them. Oh, yeah. 
Can I ask more dumpling related questions? <laughs> what sauce do you? <laughs> um, I'll be honest that the sauce that came with the recipe, I didn't love that much. And I think part of why I didn't was that I, even though she said rice wine, I said rice vinegar and it was a little sour, but maybe she did say rice vinegar. Then I just bought a dumpling sauce from the store. Wait, she... and <laughs> girl you don't need to i know for the most part for the most part um in my endeavors of late in asian cooking i try to do everything like just get the ingredients and make it from scratch and i just i was wow. like i'm gonna try this dumpling sauce from the store so i can know what it tastes like so i can figure out how to make it later the thing is like it depends on what dumplings mm -hmm. you're and how it's prepared and that okay. goes different with give the some sauce. recs give some recs for me and for the people a steamed dumpling a steamed pork dumpling a steamed pork how like is it with, soup with the is like a, is it a shalom bao? Also, today is Lunar New Year. I was gonna say that. So she didn't quite love everybody, even though half of the people on this podcast would not understand. Yeah, no, teachers. Yeah, happy Lunar New Year, and it's the year of the ox. Love that. So it's. So ox is pronounced like new, new, and so it sounds like new, and so people have been saying happy new year. Oh, that's cute. Um, Yo, in Korea, maybe it's the same word, but like the way that they've translated it is like year of the white cow. In yeah, so I've heard some people joke around and say happy moo year. Yes, wait, I saw that too. <laughs> Um, oh, I need to collect red envelopes. Like I haven't been in Taiwan in so many years, and I have mm -hmm. so many years worth of red envelopes. And they need to well, tell me more about they that. Send it. What do you mean? They, okay, your family sends it to you. No, they don't. <laughs> you can just like subtly be like, "Hey, like, hey, family, I was on this podcast. Give it a listen." And then. <laughs> No, but it's like I'm like such an I'm like a whole adult now where it's like when I go back I have to give the red envelopes and I'm like wait a minute how can my life you know I need that I need I should have that money <laughs> I'm just kidding but no I mean like yeah when it was like uh Lunar New Year we would all gather at like my aunt's place and like all the relatives come and we like sit you know round table and like all this food and then like the like uncles like stay up playing like cars or like mahjong or whatever until like way late and so we always have to take like two different cars because like i would be tired and my mom would be tired and i was always at the kids table and i would just like watch tv after <laughs> and i mean not not too much has changed but <laughs> um, but yeah i know every mm -hmm. Every like lunar new year, I just get kind of like, oh wait, like that was that time existed. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it just looks different. And actually, mm -hmm. I don't know, that's not okay. Yeah, this is the first time that I'm kind of like talking about this with you. Yeah. Um, because I mean, can you imagine like I if this was like five years ago, you'd be like, what is <laughs> what is a? <laughs> I I hope I would have been like, tell me more. I could alert, but I might not have. You know. Yeah. I'm just still shook. That <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, I just I've been really appreciated from this conversation, thinking about how the things that the ways that we spend our time, especially mm -hmm. the extra time that we have, like um, we don't need to feel pressure to perform for other people, but that when we receive that time as a gift and we pursue it in ways that like are forming our curiosities, our interests, or or some faculty of ourselves that there's like a desire that we can experience to share that with other people and um i don't think i had seen that progression in that way before 
So thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Were there any, I'm not saying that it had to, this had to be like, now what is the product of this conversation? But any, any takeaways for you? Well, I feel like we've touched on a lot. We sure have. I'm still stuck on the top. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've been, I've literally been like thinking about how I want to eat dumplings. And anyway, and um, I think that, I think, I think this discussion has made me think a lot on hobbies and um, really helped me really like encouraged me to to want to share more about myself like as a gift to like be received because yeah I think I always think about um the introductions as just something that we do Mm -hmm. and you know I I just naturally like overlook the fact that the reason why we introduce ourselves is to like genuinely want to know each other and um and even though you know maybe other people in the room don't think that way it's like by by preserving that truth and um by yeah like acting on that truth and carrying it out mm-hmm. you can be almost a witness in like a very small way yeah. in that room mm-hmm. because then you're giving other people courage to share about themselves, you know, whether something is a legit hobby or not, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's part of, yeah, like you said, how you spend your time is part of you. Mm. Yeah, There's something I- really, like, liturgical about that the way that it struck me of like mm-hmm. we can go through the motions of a tradition because we just are so used to doing it but that mm-hmm. doesn't you said like it doesn't actually take away what the, tr- the tradition could be you know uh mm-hmm. we might not be using it to its full extent but yeah. the it's there for a reason um and that by entering into it with sincerity we can be a witness and i think that that is like a very concrete way of yeah catholic liturgical capital t traditional living that we are receiving graces and a concrete way that we can go and and bring those is to see the little traditions in our lives um and to live out of their purpose and act on their purpose um so kind of a little bonus thing that really struck me when i was listening to you i was like wow like i loved how you said that like just because we do it all the time doesn't mean that we can't enter more deeply into it mm, wow i love that you took that <laughs> yeah yeah because i you know as we journey into lent yes ma'am soon, um yeah what you said about liturgical like living really i don't know i've been trying to really like prepare for lent mm-hmm. and you know try not to get caught up on like the giving up things part or like you know because i'm so originally I was going to give up like added sugar, but then my mm-hmm. spiritual director said, you need to cut it at the root. And that's not the root. That's just the branches. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, you should give up instant gratification. <laughs> 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 I know. I was like, oh, I am screwed. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I knew sugar was going to be like a challenge, but now this is like a challenge challenge. But um, kind of go back to your point, right, about, like, staying true in the tradition, even though, yeah, we do it, like, every year. Um, yeah, just, like, remembering, like, what it's really for, 
mm-hmm. you know, and and not be afraid, not feel guilty about, you know, on Sundays, like mm-hmm. actually remembering the resurrection. Yeah. Instead of like walking in with Jesus like in the desert kind of thing. Cause I yeah. that's something that um I have a lot of trouble doing. Mm-hmm. Is I just for some reason like even though my mind knows it's not like a boot camp like at one point yeah it's just April. like a temptation to become that for sure. So. Oh Lent, it is it is this is the last this is yeah. the last a place within before Lent so a little well, um, yeah intro in yeah like, oh. do you want to share a little bit about your- I think we probably will uh, oh, okay as as it's happening I, um <laughs> so yeah. But I, I am such a big, I, <laughs> I'm saturated in, but I see the need for like what? doing something because we know why we're doing it. Not because, yes. um, because it's what we've always done. And yeah. So maybe, yes. maybe we'll get to ha- hear from you again sometime about that. Oh. Um, um, so with that, I think that we are about at time for today, but yeah. I would love to hear, we have our little tradition here on A Place Within <laughs> where we ask each other, what is exploding your soul this week? So yeah, when I first heard that term, I was like, what? That sounds super dangerous and horrific. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and then I was like, Ashlyn, explain. <laughs> Do not do violence to my soul. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, from what I gathered, <laughs> it's kind of like what has struck yes. your your soul, your heart. Um, can you give an example? I'll go first. I, I can go first. I need brainstorm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what has struck me this week? What even was this week? I had this kind of funny moment. Mm-hmm. It was just yesterday where... Um, I was praying the rosary in the chapel at my office, uh, where I was there to pray the rosary. We have an opportunity to pray the rosary out loud before mass at noon every day. And, um, I was the only one in there. And then, um, yeah, actually Curtis Martin came in to pray the rosary and I mean, he does that and we're the only ones in there. And then it was like awkward because he's like, um, excuse me, did you already start or will I disturb you if I pray aloud? And I was like, by all means, you know, and like slowly people were trickling in. We were just the first ones there. Um, it's just like one of those things where someone that really like sees the, the reality that like he can be an agent for change for the whole world. Like he actually can, Mm -hmm. he took, he took the, the great commission seriously. Um, and Mm -hmm and lives a life of great virtue and is a man you know it's just a person who is like in this chapel with me and um i just hear like reflections that people have of like time that they've spent with holy people and it's just like a blessing to get to have that memory so um that was something that i was just trying to not like make a bigger deal than it is he's i mean i think he would be like I, we were just bringing the rosary because that's what we do but um yeah to just see that that's how he lives his life that's a part of his daily routine um it's cool yeah, that's incredible and just like it shows great humility yeah. and like what a yeah what a witness too okay thank you for going first absolutely yeah. that's the least i can do in hospitality i should <laughs> okay so something that really struck my soul this week um Okay, so, like, I I always, like, had it in my head to, like, want to do this, but I never, like, actually carried it out, and that is, um, so, you know, every day, like, at work, we get, like, an hour lunch break, or just an hour break during the day, mm-hmm. and, um, usually I use that time for, like, lunch, or, like, um, there was a time I would, like, work out, um, or I would nap, 
but I don't sleep enough. Ah. Mm-hmm. And but um, but the start of this week, uh, like this past weekend, I just like received a lot of graces, mm-hmm. and um, so on Monday I just like yeah I just uh instead of doing anything else uh during that break time i like went to my parish and i just sat down for a holy hour mm-hmm. and it was just like the best thing that i have done you know for yeah for like a long time you know because yeah it was just like yeah it wasn't even adoration but like it felt like it just took me back to like my come to jesus moment in adoration mm-hmm. and jesus really reminding me like yeah reminded me of all the graces that like so convicted me um and to to the point of where he's led me here and uh and yeah and I just I remember um just like in that I I don't know if this occurred like during the holy hour or after but you know I just had this thought that's like no matter what happens and no matter like whether or not like this thing that I desire or that thing that I want, whether or not that actually comes true, like today was a really good day because mm. I got to spend it with you. Mm. Oof. And I decided that's gonna be my biography slash autobiography <laughs> if it ever happens. And then the you will be capitalized and then everything else will be not capitalized. Mm. And- <laughs> I love it. Journaled that in my plant the seed. I was like, let's brand this. (laughs) (laughs) So you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Oh yeah. No copyright yet. (laughs) Be nice. Nice. Um, well, my friend, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. Um to dig into something that we talk about a lot we think about a lot but we might not think that much about uh so thanks for getting to the heart of it with me all right well this is our place within love you too um follow us on our socials oh yeah